Welcome to the Playful Priestess Podcast. I'm Aurora Farber. And I'm Jane Ashley. Come join us in sisterhood. Together we'll fluff our auras, smash illusions, and get messy. We'll also explore our feminine wisdom and offer practical tips to live a more fun, creative, and inspired life. All this information is free, so please subscribe, review our podcast, and join us in our Facebook group, The Playful Priestess Posse. So let's start playing. Podcast number four, The Freedom of Not Knowing. Hi, everyone. Today, Jane and I are exploring the terrain of the unknown. We've been feeling in the collective and in our own personal lives, there's a lot of uncertainty going on and just kind of feeling into how do we navigate, how do we stay in our light, um, in our playfulness, in our spirit, when things can be so heavy all around us. And so to start us off, Jane has pulled a card and of course it gave us a lot of wonderful wisdom. Want to share that? Yeah, so I picked from um, a new deck that I've got called the Divine Feminine Oracle by um, Megan Watterson. It's an awesome deck. And the card I picked is Teresa of Avila, Our Lady of the Interior Life. And the um, mantra is, I trust the answers I find within me. And so this really speaks to this idea of uncertainty and what that can feel like when we don't know what's happening or what's going to happen and what, you know, how disturbing that can actually feel. Um, but this card is perfect because it's all about trusting the answers we find within and that our spiritual wealth comes from inside. And when we can tap into that and believe that what, what we receive is real, then we can move out into the world with confidence and conviction. So um, I want to share a little story about what this uncertainty feels like in my life. One of the big moments when I dove right into uncertainty was when I left corporate. I was in the world of publishing and branding, and it was a safe world to be in at the time because everything was predictable. I had uh, a job to go to. I knew when I needed to be there. I knew what I needed to do. And I knew when I could go home. And I didn't have to really think about it once I went home. But when I left the corporate world and went into entrepreneurship and started my own business, the game changed completely. Uh, because nobody was providing that structure or those answers for me. So I had to begin this process of exploring my inner world and understanding that my answers are inside and how to access that information and how to be with that feeling of uncertainty. And so one of the feelings that, um, you know, that I feel when I'm in that space is just fear and nervousness and, uh, and doubt, you know, and sometimes even suspicion. Like I don't trust that mm -hmm. I'm taken care of or that, um, what I need will come to me or that the answers or the clients or whatever will come. So um, that's kind of where I first experienced this, this bigger level of playing inside of uncertainty. How about you, Aurora? Yeah, there's been a lot of times when um, I've kind of, I call it, you know, dance in the mystery. Um, and just recently in the, the book is coming out uh, tomorrow is I wrote my whole chapter about that basically in the in the book, The New Feminine Evolutionary, Pioneering the Path to Abundance, um, I wrote it all really being guided. But my story starts with this dance and uncertainty, actually starts when I was in my 20s. Because 
after college, you know, I had done the very typical, made good grades in school, just the very good girl path. And I went to college and I was going to go get a job, but I decided instead that I was going to go to Europe with the Euro pass and travel around before I started, you know, on that very certain predictable path of success, at least is what I thought was success of getting a job and then getting married and, and all of that, you know? Um, and so when I did that, I loved Europe so much that I ended up staying there for six years. And during that time, I really lived in this philosophy, this phrase came to me that I called living in the freedom of uncertainty, like living that there was a gift to it. And at the time, of course, um, I think for me, I wasn't focused on material success. I wasn't focused on trying to control my environment. Instead, I, I acted more in communion with it, like I responded to what was happening. And miraculously, things always worked out. You know, sometimes I wouldn't even have a place to live and then someone would offer me a place to stay for three days and then I'd have a place and then I'd find another place for an, another month or then I'd decide to go traveling. And so it was a really wonderful time in my life. And there were times though, because I have journals of all this and there were times when I look back at those journals, I would make lists. So I'd switch back into this, um, there was this way in which I would be in communion and responding and it was so wonderful. I got to travel and see so many things. And then I'd come back to these places of where am I doing the right thing? Oh, you know, I've been here for two years, three years. I'm feeling this pressure that I needed to go back and start my life finally. So there's a way in which that whole idea of there's this comfort, I think, that we find in having a predictable path and being on the same path as everyone else or, or following a path that's kind of imposed on us externally, whether it's through tradition or culture or whatever. But there's also this flip side of there's this joy and this feeling of expansion because you don't know what's going to happen. And so I've experienced it both ways. And what I found is you know, my life has had moments when I've been able to dance in this uncertainty. And then I've had moments where I have clung to it like crazy. And one of those times is when I became a mother, because then I thought, oh, I want everything to be certain because I have to take care of these beings and I don't want anything to happen. So one way that I block dancing in the mystery or being in this uncertainty and how it can nourish and be a creative force is I want to control I want to control and I want safety. And so the more I strive for that, the more uptight I get, the more I worry, the more I have insomnia because I'm trying to control. Usually things are really uncontrollable. So it feels very frustrating. Yeah. There's something about this control, the shadow of, of this, right, is control and clinging. And so it's, it's like finding this balance between what kind of structure and safety can I create in my life and still feel that sense of freedom and the opportunity for infinite possibilities to be occurring in each moment. And I think that presence, you know, one of the, the ways of tapping into our own internal sense of safety and trust that we're taking care of in the universe is through presence. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm feeling um, stressed because of lack of certainty, I don't know where things are coming and I need something and get into that fear zone, then just, you know, kind of 
getting into a grounded um, place to get present can be really helpful for me. Yeah. You know, when you say that, Jane, it reminds me of there, the way in which the masculine and feminine, when that's balanced in us, when we have the masculine structure, the things that we want to build or create or that we're holding on to, but we're holding them lightly. And then with the feminine flow that we allow it to, to kind of have its own sort of animation, you know, and that those two things together it reminds me of uh, my husband and I are taking ballroom dancing lessons now. <laughs> and so as I, in the classes, as I go from partner to partner, you can, as, as the woman, I can really feel when the man is strong in his structure, I feel more free. Like I feel like I don't have to worry about what the next step is as much. I can just trust that I will be guided. And so what you're saying about finding this balance, it reminds me of that there, that when you do find this balance within yourself, within your own masculine and feminine, there's a way in which it can become a dance instead of, you know, strategically, strategic, I can't even say it, strategically trying to learn the steps or find the right path or following the right course, you know, that kind of rigidity that can come with structure. Yeah. And the perfectionism too, which is another shadow mm. of this is, you know, I have to do it right. And if I don't know what's happening, then how can I be doing it right? And what am I supposed to even be doing? And That's so there's right. this question, right? And so it's, um, it requires us to, to really trust and let go and surrender. And like you said, dance in this mystery of not knowing, sort of knowing, not knowing, sort of knowing. Mm -hmm. But in each moment then, a lot, giving ourselves space to be in that feeling, in that sensation, and rather than running from it, from the discomfort of not knowing, right. sitting with it, feeling it, letting it um, flow through and then move, move through us. It doesn't have to stick around because we can then um, listen we can listen and ask questions. What, what's the next step I can take? Where, where is there a symbol or um, you know, some, some guidance that I can listen to and trust so that I can take action? Yeah, I love that. And when you talk about that space, I think it's what you were referring to earlier too is creating that opportunity for presence, mm -hmm. like to be in it, where, mm -hmm. whatever it's like right now. And then to, you know, just to be able to, listen to that inner guidance. So for our listeners um, who are out there who may also be feeling this real heaviness around uncertainty with what's going on in the world, what's what with what's going on in our your own personal life, um, you know, we've kind of broken this down into four keys of what you can do, four steps. Let's call them steps since we're using the dance metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> so the first step um, would be, like Jane said, is to ground, like to find something or a, a practice where you feel really grounded. It could be something like meditation. It could be laying on your bed or um, propping the pillows up behind you and this feeling like you can sink into something with your back or laying on the floor or walking on the beach barefoot, something that grounds you and connects you, drops you out of your head and down into your body. Because a lot of that anxiety comes from being in our heads. And feel yourself being held by the earth in every moment. That, that helps me too when I remember that gravity and my connection to the earth is always there for me. 
I'm never actually floating off into space. <laughs> I'm always here. The earth is always holding me to her. So um, that, that's a really interesting thing. And also I use essential oils and tree oils, especially. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, when I need to ground. And so cedarwood and sandalwood and arborvitae, spruce or pine or birch, um, you know, those kinds of tree oils can be very supportive in feeling and grounded and uh, supporting your energy in that way. Yeah. And also just sitting, like I love to sit at the base of my favorite tree mm. when I want to really feel grounded with the earth, mm. feel my butt on the soil and my back against the tree. Mm, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. And then the second step is just trusting, just practice trusting, practice letting go and, and letting go of control. Trust is something that requires faith. You know, it requires a leap of faith because there's nothing there to see that it's safe. So it's like taking that leap and trusting that the net is below you and that you're always held. And the only way to cultivate trust is to practice the leap practice leaping and see and see, you know, and every, in every moment when there is uncertainty, we are practicing trusting that we're going to be okay in the next moment. So you can kind of work this from different levels. Right. That just reminds me of our mystery school, the archetype of the queen of death, which is the last in the cycle um, is about, I release, I trust. And so it's, it follows naturally that grounding part of that grounding is to be held and to be able to release, like to let go, so that you can open into trust. Because a lot of times people have blocks around trusting because they've been betrayed or they've been hurt, or maybe they listen to what they thought was their um, you know, intuitive prompting and it didn't work out the way it was. So it just feeds that way in which of holding on to not trusting. So it's like the grounding, the releasing, and then the trusting. Mm -hmm. And then from that position, number three is to open and listen. Listen for guidance. So that may come um, in the form of an amazing opportunity or synchronicity, or it could come in the form of a symbol. Um, and yeah. in my case, it came in the form of this card that I picked. That's right. And the message, you know, the, the message is always spot on because I'm trusting that I'm receiving information that I wouldn't normally be able to access through my mind. So I'm using a different channel of perception to, to receive information from this card. I love Oracle cards for that very reason. They're so magical. Yeah, I think so. And I think Oracle cards are a very uh, tangible way because you get your hands there mm -hmm. uh, to to develop that trust muscle. Yeah. Because you get some guidance and then you just start to look for it and to, to be open to it. So you start to listen for it, right? And then the final one, as I'm, as I'm looking over our list here, Jane, I'm laughing because I'm thinking that we actually just created this podcast, what we're going to talk about by doing this practice. Yeah. <laughs> because every time we do a podcast, we don't know what we're going to talk about. And so we grounded, we trusted that there was something, we kind of listened what was happening collectively. Um, and then now we're doing number four, we're taking action. And we're taking action from this place of, because we're grounded, we're held, we trust that what we have to say is going to reach someone, and we're listening for cues on and, and being an open vessel to speak it, we're coming from this relaxed place rather than from what most of us come from is when we take action, especially if we're not grounded, 
we come from this place of reactivity. And, you know, I need to do this so that this, this, and this doesn't happen or control or perfectionism. And so as we weave together this podcast, we are doing that. We're coming from this place of, of trust and of knowing that this will be of nourishment to someone out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so much better to take action from a relaxed place, knowing that anything that happens is perfect, actually, and is all in divine order. Um, rather than from that reactive, anxious place of trying to make something happen. So, you know, this taking action, relaxed action is all about, yes, we must take action to bring what we want into the 3D. And we can also just witness it. Once we take the action, we can just witness rather than getting too attached to what, what we do see coming. Yeah, that's that's where the freedom is. That's where the freedom is. That way, everything is fine. Everything is okay. Even the dark, even the light. Mm -hmm. It's all worthy. It's all worthy of our attention and witnessing our witnessing. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to see it when you're in the middle of it. It can feel very rough and, you know, um, jaggedy and uncomfortable. But the the reframe that I think we're trying to offer here is that uncertainty, especially when you are um, rubbing up against it and trying to control it, it does feel uncomfortable and it will be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not to say that we can just magically make everything comfortable. There were times when in my twenties I was very uncomfortable because I didn't know what was going to happen, but I still, instead of freaking out about it, I allowed myself to open and listen and then something would come my way. And so the reframe is yes, that uncertainty can be uncomfortable, but it can also be this place of freedom and an opportunity for creation. It's almost as though when I had this idea come to me in my twenties, I felt that I didn't want to have a color by number painting. I didn't want to know where to put the colors. I wanted a blank canvas. And so that's what the uncertainty also is. It's this potential for all possibilities. And you, as the creator, creatrix, have the ability to to paint what it is. When, especially when you're coming from that deep knowing that's inside of you. Yeah, absolutely. So turning turning that uh, fear and doubt of uncertainty into fuel for creation. Yes. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. So one of the, uh, what we'd like you to practice now, as you take this information out into your life, if you can identify an area that you feel uncertain about, and then practice these four steps. Step one, do a grounding practice. Step two, cultivate trust. Step three, listen for guidance. And step four, taking relaxed action. And so if you can apply these four steps to something that you feel uncertain about, then we'd love to hear how this goes for you. And you can post in our Facebook group for support, facebook.com forward slash playful priestess posse. And we can't wait to hear how this goes for you. Yes. Here's to dancing in the mystery for all of us in times of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.